My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your host, Michael Smalley. This is a warning. The following episode will be rated PG-13 because, oh yeah, Amy and I, that would be my lovely wife, are going to have some honest, real, overt conversations about sexual intimacy. So if you got little ears that you don't want to have to hear what we're talking about, now's the time to press pause and usher those little ears out of listening distance. But you'll want to come back because these shows are going to be awesome. Welcome, all of my listening friends. I got some big news because my wife, Amy Renee Smalley, has never, ever been more excited about a special podcast series than this one. And that's because we're about to spend the next eight weeks or so talking to you about, wait for it, sex. Yes. Oh, How excited are you? I'm, I'm very, very nervous. My hands are very sweaty right now. Why? Because this is just, it just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable when it's, you know, like. Oh, you and, yeah. I know. But then, it. but talking about it is just like one of those things that I grew up not talking about. It. I knew my parents had a healthy sex life i think wow you said it i know but i they didn't talk about it well that's why we're doing eight shows on this minimally (laughs) because i am determined to overcome that conservative southern baptist upbringing where you have hang-ups talking about sex because sex is amazing and here's what we're calling this series of show shows tonight an honest, overt, real conversation about how to experience the greatest sex of your life. <laughs> bum, bum, wow, that's, wow. that's a little long title you got going on there. Yeah, unfortunately, it's longer than most. No, okay, right. don't do it again. We won't, we won't go there. <laughs> but welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley. Along with my wife, Amy Smalley. And we're excited. This is going to be a good series of shows. It's going to be good. It is. It is. It it's is about to, time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, what? Okay. So this kind of, why, like, why are we doing this series of shows right now? Because marriage sex is the best sex. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of misunderstandings and. Uh, lack of knowledge and information and 
there's still all these ridiculous beliefs that, oh, single people are having the greatest sex and the most sex, and it's just frankly not true. But this isn't just going to be about research or statistics or fluff. We're going to have an honest, frank conversation about how to have the greatest sex of your life because if you're married, that's an important part of the relationship. It is. And what's going to be great about this podcast series is that conversations need to be started. And we do need to have an ongoing conversations about this. And so every now and then we need to, you know, just like you got to check your engine, you got to just see the, you know, see what's going on there. You look under the hood, you know, see how how things are going. I might have to hit pause. (laughs) You need to be able to to do a check-in with each other. And so some of these are just conversation starters for you and your spouse, for you to go back and for you to say, hey, I listened to Michael and Amy today. You know, this was really interesting. What was said? What do you think? And start the conversation because I think that sometimes that's, for me at least, that's the hardest thing is to get the conversation started. Yeah, and and I'm going to let everyone in on a little bit, little secret. Maybe perhaps... The most, the biggest reason I'm excited yes, is the anticipation of your accidental, horribly inappropriate, sexually <laughs> meaning puns and comments. <laughs> because when I we don't have t- think like that. I know you don't, which is why it is so much fun, because... When we have taught, we, we've been teaching about sex for a long time. Yeah. We've been having sex even longer because you wouldn't <laughs> even talk about it at the beginning. <laughs> Took me years to get you to even talk about sex publicly. And you will say the craziest things and have no idea what you just said when we're talking about sex. I am, I am intentionally going to be trying to set no, you up. Please yeah, not no, please don't. No, please don't. It's going to happen. Oh, okay. I will say when we are pretty early on, we did do a video and, and it was called, um, what was it called? It was secret a video. The great sex or something like that. Yeah. Secret, secret of sexual intimacy. Yeah. Secret of sexual. And we took that on the plane. Do you remember that? Oh, all the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That was kind of humiliating, even for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a dirty guy. No, but what happened? This is hilarious that you you were putting it in the overhead compartment and it didn't even it didn't even say the whole title. It just had something about sex DVD. That's yeah, what it, that's, that's what, what it, it said. said. And so we were like thinking, oh my gosh, people are gonna think that we're like some kind of like I don't know, inappropriate porn stars or whatever. It was so, and then we, when you put it up in the overhead, you looked at it and it just said sex DVD and you go, oh my gosh, Amy, look at that. And then you're like, to the people around us, hey, I just want to let everybody know we are Christian authors right. and we are, you I know. swear there's nothing nefarious <laughs> going on in that box or DVD. Yeah, crazy. Well, before we get going too far into this thing, I just want to remind you guys, we have this incredible free tool. It's the Smalley Marriage app, yes. and you can download that on any device. It is totally free. And just one of the cool things is there's an eight-question assessment on the Smalley Marriage app that you can find in iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Windows, doesn't matter, that can predict divorce 93% accurately. So don't be afraid to take it, because if you fall into that red danger zone, we actually have things, even on the app, 
that can help you turn your relationship around. So check out that Smalley Marriage app in your app download store. So we're doing a series of shows on sex, and we're starting off the show about about why married sex is the best kind of sex. It's a good thing. Really? It is a good thing. And well, I could But remember, why? Why? But there's a, the, one of the reasons why is because there's a safety there. There's a safety and there's a comfort at least for for women. It's you know, it's not just about, you know, just personal pleasure. It's about loving someone unconditionally and meeting their needs and in an intimate way. And, and I think that that's, that's, that's crucial to be able to, to speak your love. And I was actually, I was uh, just kind of messaging back and forth to one of my friends. She's a single, she's a single lady. And she was like, Oh my goodness, someone actually approached me on doing a threesome. And she was like, could not believe it that they would do that. And she was like, if they only knew. And 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 it struck me. If they only knew what? If they only knew that making love was not a was not they don't even understand what making love is. Well it's not about the orgasm. No. And that's where people tend to derail in their sex life is they start to buy into this thing that great sex is about a great orgasm and it's not and that's really not even the that is a part of it mm-hmm. so it's not a bad thing and it is totally enjoyable and it's fun but that's just one little part mm-hmm. of an overall healthy sexual relationship and the reason that married couples are having more sex and are more satisfied is because a healthy marriage relationship is the best context for great sex Mm-hmm. And we're going to get in. There's like six big things we're going to talk about as we wrap up the show today at some point. But just know, here's some numbers, by the way. Just This is from psychologytoday.com. For example, if you have sex twice a week, you may experience the equivalent of being two years younger than your chronological age, as well as benefiting from a significant enhancement in the health and efficiency of the heart, respiratory system, and maintaining muscle strength. Well, it makes me think, is that better than Botox then? Ooh, oh, interesting. <laughs> or that juvenile hey, honey, or whatever of, that is. Instead of getting Botox, <laughs> why don't we pick up the sexual activity to I two think, to three you know, times? I mean, yeah, you want to, you know. Well, I, I'm telling you, some of this research that we're going to read here in the first show, I'm not going to lie. It's like, I don't know why, but I haven't kind of dug deep or done a lot of research recently on sex. And and all I did was Google a few phrases, which were scary at first because I don't want anything weird or creepy to pop up. But Google is finally starting to do a better job with that because I have the safe search turned on, (laughs) which is super important when you do what I do for a living. But the reality is, you know, a part of what you need to understand about your sexual relationship is there's so many benefits to sex, not just emotionally, which there's mm-hmm. a ton of benefits emotionally. Uh, there's benefits relationally, but clearly there's biological, like significant mm-hmm. biological benefits to a healthy sex life. And that's what we want people to have because mm-hmm. you're missing out if it's not healthy. I think, 
there's going to be some people that when they think about the series, they're going to be like, oh gosh, turn it off. You know, not going to, they're going to avoid it. And not even because they're prude, but because they feel uh, inadequate inadequate, or, or they feel shamed or, yeah. or criticized or something like that. And so I, I, to that point, I just want to let us be able to say that sex is in a, it is an incredible bonding agent and it has emotional and physical benefits but there are some that if it's not handled properly then it can be a destructive force and so we want to be able to be honoring and we also want to uproot any lies that might be in our heads like oh well this is you know it's never going to happen for me or you know I for women or for men oh I'm never going to be look at me I'm going to say this say um, it. Oh, I'm never going to be able to have an orgasm it's never going to happen for me as a woman it's never going to happen for me and I just need it. and and part of it when you say that it's just it's just something that needs to have an answer and the more you're able to be able to be on the hunt for an answer but also relax in the process of doing that we talk about in Smalley Marriage about how everything needs to be in balance. And when things are in balance, and this is this emotional intimacy and, and physical intimacy, when those two things are in balance, you are more likely to have a great sex life. And if something like that is off, then we just need to address it. Yeah. And you want to address it because of this next statistic. All right. In 2004, a study conducted at Dartmouth by David Blackflower, Blockflower, I don't know how to say his name, in conjunction with Andrew Oswald at the University of Warwick in England, drew on a sample of 16,000 people and found that sex enters so strongly and positively in happiness equations that they estimated that increasing intercourse from once a month to once a week is equivalent to the amount of happiness generated by adding an additional $50,000 a year in income for the average American. What's the summary here, people? The happiest people, they claim, tend to be those having the most sex. Sex. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to lie here. This is going to be, I already said, an open and frank conversation about sex. I am not one of those high-drive guys, am I, honey? No. Hey. Thank the Lord. You can't giggle. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, wait a minute. You're derailing this entire sorry. healthy conversation No, it about is sex. a very, no, I, you have to kind of giggle a little because you were saying it like you're, like, you get it. Well, I mean, what, what I, the reason I'm okay, because really not very many things embarrass me at all. Mm-hmm. And you are who you are. And yes. so you did not, because your sex drive isn't huge. It's not like a big no, sex drive. We have a mutual friend from college. We won't name any names. Please but remember don't. her? When she Please was like, don't. oh, when I get married. Yeah. And I just used to go, wow, that's kind of crazy. And we actually saw her again after marriage. I'm like, so? She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so she was a high drive lady. And I know that most men are described as being high drive. In, in terms of desire for mm-hmm. sex, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty happy with 
What? Why does your face look so <laughs> stunned? It's just funny. People know that we I, have sex. I know that. I just like, but we're talking you're putting frequency. numbers to it. We're All putting right, numbers, we're putting to, numbers it. to it. What are we, it? like once a month? Maybe no, twice? It's well On average, twice? It's been... It, it was like once every ten days or so. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> wow, what, you really week we can really drilled down on that. Well, number. I'm just saying, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so it's more than once a month is kind of it's getting on the low end, right? right. Well, for that's us, the, yes, yes. So one and a half times a month. No, on, like twice, twice a month. A mo- twice okay. a month is a is definite, usually, <laughs> and, unless this you're gone a lot. I wonder how often that happens, where the husband is underestimating the amount of times they have sex. Oh, I don't know. That is very... Well, I would say that men naturally underestimate how many times they have Because they they want it more, and so they say they're getting it less. And women, you know... Tend to over because they're... No, I wouldn't even say over. I would say more accurate. Really? Yeah. Why? Why women are just more accurate than men? It's because our our brains, those connections, between I, right and left. We're sharing these statistics, and I'm gonna say, babe, it kind of motivated me a little. <laughs> like I kind of want to step up my game. I want to experience some of that fifty grand happiness. <laughs> fifty grand happiness. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's another one for you. Sex. Do you want to read any of these? Or no, you, you're okay. good. I kind of figured that. Yeah. No, that's good. And I am good. You Thank are. You. <laughs> That's pun number one. <laughs> Sex delivers a natural high in the form of the neurohypophysical feel-good hormone oxytocin, producing a feeling of tranquility and happiness. And for all you gentlemen and ladies with high blood pressure, sex helps lower blood pressure, which also provides protection against heart attacks and strokes. And this is crazy. The team's research showed that those who had sex three times a week or more cut their risk for heart attack and stroke by 50%. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, wow. I kind of have a history of heart disease in my family. (laughs) You do. You do. Well, I know definitely lowering the blood pressure because uh, that's... You get relaxed. Yeah, and... Go to sleep yes. pretty readily. Yes. What else you want to say? That's it. I wish. I think I'm going to have to put up a camera. That's it. No. And like live. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I want to live Facebook these things. <laughs> so everyone. You can, can go to sleep within 10 seconds normally. <laughs> I know. Give it, give it one and a half post coital. Coitus. Oh, oh, dear. I don't even know what that word was I just said. And then here's the last statistic research found that among a sample of a 1,000 employed women, and this one, did you get a good drink? Sorry, yes. That was pretty intense. So a 1,000 employed women, that sex was rated as the activity that produces the single largest amount of Happiness? Really? Yes. That one kind of throws me a little no, bit. No, I know. Just gonna let, I'm just going to let you know. I think we need to talk about it. Because what is the common thought? You and I are in that weird, I feel like that r- weird generation of 
we're sort of in between the old conservative way of thinking and the new more liberated way of thinking. Liberal. Liberated. Liberated. Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. liberated. I'm talking about sex here, where it used to be sort of that quiet, let's not talk about it, let's keep it hidden. And and now like people are way like especially females they've kind of gone through the the women's liberation and women's feminism and 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 now women are allowed to say hey I enjoy sex babe the numbers don't lie a thousand employed women sex was rated as the activity that produces the single largest amount of happiness. There's part of me that just wants to say that they're doing that they're saying that. Because that's what their our society is telling them. Well, They're wait, telling whoa, 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 whoa. them because we're so. I, just listen, we're so bombarded with so much sex, so much sexualized things, so much. Oh, there's so much. We we're talk talking about we the talk health about, of sex right we now. We do, we do, but Which it's sexualized is. in a in an inappropriate way, not in a marriage way. Because in this thing, employed women. These are not employed married women. These are just employed women. Well, you know they're going to be also married. Some of them are going to be married, but maybe half of them. The majority of them would be, depending on the age breakdown and depending on the where. I mean, say all these researchers say say they were in Vegas when they did this this sample. (laughs) Then some of those people might not be. You know, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I want to know who these women are. I'm gonna be. I want to know. I'm gonna be your personal therapist right now. Okay. Because I think there is an old hang up for you over this number. No, seriously. Think about it. Because why couldn't this be seen? And this is sometimes, I think, where in particular Christian marriage is getting into trouble is that there's this, like, I get it. Like, I get what you're saying, how our society as a whole totally gives the absolute most moronic view and idea of sexual intimacy and what really works. Like, for example, how people are still convinced that singles are having more and better sex, which is just radically untrue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not even close to accurate. But yet, mm-hmm. societally, they still believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering why why couldn't this be a bunch of married working women where women do find joy and happiness and a healthy sex life so what if i was to put that framework on it that this is in the context of a healthy sexual relationship with a husband for example within a marriage i think the word activity is also maybe linked to that sex is rated as the activity that produces the single largest amount of happiness. So if you think about an activity, what kind of activity? We're talking about like walking, jogging. Crocheting. Yeah, crocheting, something like that. And then, yeah, I could see that. Netflix binging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, watching TV. Yeah, that's not exactly going to be the happiest thing. So I guess if it's an activity, that might, maybe if I read it. Maybe I am. I don't know. I just think about the the single largest amount of happiness, the things that I get the most joy and not that I don't enjoy sex because I do, but the things that I enjoy the most, it has a relational component to it. Like I like sex. Uh, yes, that's you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it does. It does. Wait, but I mean, wait, wait, what were you I, just I, about to say? Well, I mean, what 
that sex with me is just pure erotic <laughs> physical attraction <laughs> and pleasure. There's no emotions connected is, to it. And I think there is. There, I, definitely there is. But I, I think that. But I, when I think about something that really gives me happiness, it's it has a God component to it. So it's like when I'm worshiping. Who created sex? God did. But uh, I'm just saying with the activity, I consider the single largest amount of happiness that I get is when I connect with God, and that gives me happiness. That's my where my joy comes from. Because joy comes from the Lord. Yeah. Okay, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I suddenly feel like yeah, I have fell, yeah. fallen minimally in second place <laughs> sexually uh, below uh, uh, singing worship songs. Honey, because that's I the know. Lord. You should. I'm not criticizing it. You should. I love how you say the Lord. The Lord. No. <laughs> Here's the point. God first. Is that. A healthy sex life between a husband and a wife. And we're not going to get all moral and all the different things and the conversations and blah, blah, blah. That's, that is, I'm so tired of that. I want to keep this about a positive conversation between a husband and a wife. Okay. Because it's married sex is the best sex. I believe that. Uh huh. I believe it. Well, let me ask you this question Do you ever wonder why you get upset? Sometimes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty big abrupt. Yeah. Interruption. Yeah. But we want to highlight something for you, because if you if if you feel like your relationship is stuck in this endless cycle of buttons getting pushed and poor reactions, and you just feel like you're spiraling out of control, we actually have an answer for that, and it is a totally free, complete. Not lacking online course called the number one reason relationships fail. So go on over to smalleyinstitute.com and sign up today for the free course, the number one reason relationships fail. And you can discover exactly why you get upset and then what you can do about it to radically change your relationship overnight. It's a great course. Yeah, you got to sign up for that at smalleyinstitute.com. Dot com. So, why do married people have more sex? We're going to give you six reasons. Love it. And this is from that Psychology Today article. I have a link to it as well. But these are things that we would put on there. Mm-hmm. And so, number one, married people have more sex. And it's better. And this is going to be a weird word. Convenience. Yeah, I know. Convenience. So, you're just conveniently around me you're in my bed i'm alive and breathing <laughs> like your body is next to mine kind of thing is that well, that's it that's how it starts <laughs> no it's convenience in the sense that we've already found each other so we get to have fun like wow. we're here we've arrived we're married we're living together i don't have to go out right and get to a bar and case the bar which i have Ew. literally never done you and I got married. I was 21. Yeah. I had never gone to a bar to case women out. So I would, I mean, if you died or something on me, I'd be a disaster. Yeah. I'd be a total disaster. Some, someone would have to pick a woman out for you. I, they would. And they'd have to be hyper aggressive. Because, <laughs> you know, I am incredibly not aggressive. But it's convenience in the sense of, hey, we're together. We're mm-hmm. here. We're in this thing. And so let's get it on. 
Is there also that sense of commitment to the commitment yeah. to each other and that bonding of that almost restraint commitment and also the good dedicated. kind of commitment, dedicated commitment, constraint you know, and dedicated. dedicated. Yeah. But that dedicated commitment of, you know, kind of that this is a part of the deal that we, well, that would be the constraint other. kind. Yes. <laughs> You've really butchered the two types Sorry. of commitments from Dr. Scott. Stanley. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we want to get into it. But there's constraint, which is sort of the unsexy side of commitment, yeah. right? Like, we're married. It's illegal. To, well, not illegal to divorce, but it's difficult to divorce. Yes. And we're together, and we're here, and we're next to each other. Uh-huh. Right? Then there's the dedicated, which is the fun, sexy side of commitment. Like, oh, my gosh, you're so nice to me, and you're so sexy, and yada, yada, yada. But don't you think that there's a part of this that I'm just going to be honest there are times, and it, it doesn't usually ha- right it doesn't usually happen to me. Oh, okay. because your sex drive is lower, right? But if say your sex drive was a lot higher, like off the charts, that some of that constraint commitment, you know, and really, is our relationship going to go well? That if it's been say a week or so, then there's a part of if I don't somehow get to that place where I am not just submitting to it, but really getting my head around and really getting excited about it. it. But it takes almost that constraint commitment to get me to that dedication to that fun fun, fun time. Yes. You, You want to in anything relationally, including sex, it has to be a choice. I'm going to choose to make this a priority. Right. And then the fun emotional things follow that decision. Mm-hmm. It's very rarely the other way around, where a lot of people go, "Well, I I need to feel the passion mm-hmm. before I'm going to make the choice to have sex." Well, that's probably never going to happen, just because you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we will address in this podcast series is, you know, one of the reason couples have conflict around sexual intimacy is the drive. Mm-hmm. So when that desire for sex has a great chasm between it. So let's say mine, well, let's go the opposite. Let's not be normal. Let's That's say right. your sex drive was like 15 times a month. Okay. And mine was once a month. So mine's every other day and yours is once a month. Yeah. Okay. That's going to cause a tremendous amount of conflict. Yeah. Because our natural desires are so far off from each other. Mm-hmm. But do not fear. That's right. Great listener. That's right. Because we are going to help you resolve those kinds of things because it's real. There's plenty of couples that come into our small marriage intensive program who are broken and hurting sexually because of that vast difference between just a desire for sex. So we will help you. But convenience is one. Cues is another. So like like the cues that, hey, I, I know my partner is interested. I know my spouse is interested. Mm-hmm. And you have your own. Do we have any fun ones? You have your you have your own little language. You do. We'll say, "Hey, tonight, what do you think?" And then you do your up and down Uh eyebrows, and then you say, "I usually go bow, 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 bow." (laughs) something like that." And sometimes you do that in front of our children, and that's usually when you're not serious when you say that. But but when you're serious, you just say it to me. Oh, I get the eyebrows working. I get the. <laughs> and it's on. That's right. It's irresistible. <laughs> you are You've irresistible. at least made me feel that. You are so irresistible. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the third one, and this one kind of makes me laugh. 
It's good. Yeah, it totally is. And again, being married, so I mean, I'd never had sex before. And so getting married at 21, I never really had to worry about this stuff. But safety is one of the reasons married people have more sex because they ain't worried about all the diseases their spouse can, can, or yeah. partner, yeah. the single person I picked up at a bar or out on the street right. or at you church don't know what somewhere. They, what they come in with eight, yeah. I don't know why I threw I met someone at church somewhere <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Well, yeah, well, because when you have sex, you also are having sex with all of their other sexual partners. Like your well, numbers you start. Your numbers. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hey. old person. Hey. No, it, it truly no, is. It is true because, and especially the, if someone has picked stuff up, and how many, how many horrific stories do you have to hear in the news of someone lying about it and not being honest about right. what they do have, and they're being sued. Charlie Sheen, yeah, is one. You know, potentially, <laughs> I, it feels like there's like a legal word I should throw in there so that. If by some chance Charlie Sheen was listening to this, I don't get sued. So it's just rumor, people. Presumably. Yeah, presumably. There's yeah, the word. That's it. But honestly, safety. There's no yeah. diseases here. Like that's... I know I can enjoy this with you, and I know that I'm safe. I don't have to be mm-hmm. concerned about whoa. And I would have to imagine, again, not by experience, but I would have to imagine there's some fear for single people going, Oh boy. Yeah. I hope they're yeah. clean. Yeah. Can I give you a really dirty joke? Oh, I don't know. It's not a dirty, dirty joke, but it does fit here because Uh it was a, I just heard it recently. I will not say by who, (laughs) but he was, uh, he was a radio personality and there was some nonprofit organization, Christian organization Mm -hmm. that helped young ladies Mm -hmm. uh, who live on the streets or homeless people and, you know, tended to have a lot of diseases and they had a, apparently they made some sweatshirt for like oh. a Christmas party. Do you remember what it said? Mm-mm, Chlamydia is nothing to clap about. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> people well, are going to be so hyper If you can't laugh about stuff like Seriously. that, I guess you'll cry. Come which on, is, people. you know, it's, yeah. Well, here's number they four. Freedom from fear of rejection is yet another reason that married people have more and better sex is that. I don't have to worry about whether you like me. You're stuck with me. <laughs> well, I You think, don't even have an option. Well, I think that maybe overall the fear of rejection is not there. But I think fear of being rejected, let's say the people that have are their partner is at a really higher rate, you know, of wanting sure, sex, sex more drive. at higher sex drive, they're probably going to maybe get turned down a little bit more. But Well, what you're saying is in a married relationship, one of the reasons that your sex life might not be as great as it could be is over this issue of rejection. Absolutely. And if you, you know, when, you know, you and I, I've said this a ton on this podcast, but we're very different personalities. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, I've, I have, and not so much as I get older, I just, I'm calming down even more. Yes. Especially sexually. But. I, over the years, have been more adventurous or willing to bring up mm-hmm. things that might be more adventurous in the bedroom. And I can give you props for high-fiving. All right. I wanted more of a, like a slap so people Sorry. can hear it, but you, okay. you went in there kind of sloppy. Sorry. Kind of limp. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I keep trying to get Stop her. It. I've only gotten one inappropriate pun no. out of you yeah. today. 
But where you did a good job, and I want everyone to hear this, especially you ladies, is it's okay for a spouse to go, hey, would you like to try? Right? Don't don't overthink it. Oh, I wonder where they got that idea. Is this from them? You know, don't mm-hmm. get negative. It's okay to experiment and enjoy each other sexually. And you've always done a good job at responding in an honoring way and not mm-hmm. not being rejecting, right? Like, oh my gosh, how could you possibly? Oh, I mortify that you would even suggest such an idea. Well, and I think that sometimes when you have those kinds of conversations with your spouse, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Being able to know that that is a very tender and a very um, precious thing for someone, it's vulnerability. And what do you do with someone's vulnerability? Do you squish it? Do you make do you make fun of it? Do you act like, uh, you know, make light of it? No. With when someone is vulnerable with you and they ask you something like, and and I guess that would be another thing too, is that when you even ask, I will say you've asked it as a question, not. Oh my gosh, demand. this is what we're going to do. And this or is I the demand. Yeah. Or, you know, and so you want to phrase it in a way that is a question, like, would you be comfortable? Would it be fun if, when you phrase things as a, uh, you know, kind of an open-ended question or something like that, then what can happen is you, then it will help and it sets the other person up to say, you know what, um, then, no, that doesn't necessarily feel very comfortable, but I would be open possibly to, you know, not the bedroom, but maybe the couch or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that might, might be something. Based. Yeah, a location base or or if you, if you because the, that fear of rejection or, or, you know, it's always easier to take, to take someone um, from a place of, I don't know, like the sandwich method, but being able to say if you're going to take something out, you want to put something back in. So, so oh my gosh. Oh. I want to count that whole phrase as a pun. No. And so, if you, if you, someone's idea, you don't necessarily like their idea. So, if you wanted to, if you're saying no to the idea, you want to say yes to possibly another idea. And do you know, I have a vivid memory oh, of no. a drive. We were driving. This is early in our marriage. We were probably still in our like late 20s. And we were outside of Seattle. Oh. I won't say what, because I know that would be dishonoring to you and it'd yeah, be mortifying. I don't know what you're doing. But I brought up an idea like, hey, you know, because oh. we were like going to this romantic lodge and it was oh, going to yeah. be fun. And I'm like, hey, what do you think tonight? Would you want to try this? And your reaction is still burned. Really? My, oh, my heaven. Your face was so adorable. Because you were like, you could tell you were like surprised, <laughs> mortified. Not mortified, because I don't want to make it negative. But for you, it was outside of your comfort zone. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Like you were trying not to freak out and be like, oh, what the heck is wrong with you? And you're like. Well, let's okay, okay, <laughs> all right. You know, uh, let me think about that. And I, I remember my going, yeah, she doesn't even think about it, but she's trying to be very sweet, which I appreciated. <laughs> and it was like five minutes later. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm. Uh, uh. <laughs> it was really oh. funny. Well, which actually leads into the fifth one greater freedom to risk and experiment Mm -hmm. which again is another benefit of married sex is i know that i'm loved 
-hmm. You know that you are loved. Therefore, we are able to be more free and loose and erotic with each other because there's a safety there relationally. The relational safety has to do with what we were just talking about, though, before, in which is how your approach and how do you talk to me and then how have you communicated with me throughout the day? I mean, I know, I know, honey, there's, you value me, you, you love me. And so because you love me, then I want to love you and I want to love you in a way that means something to you. And that's, that is exciting to you and that's fun to you and you want to do the same for me. And so when that, there's a greater, um, you can experiment and you can risk things, but it, vulnerability is a risk. And sexual desire is a direct outcome of feeling honored and valued. Mm-hmm. The more I am able to honor you, the more you're able to honor me, the more there is a natural yearning for each other, not just relationally, but physically. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's natural. And it's, all, it's irresistible. It's gonna, we're going to talk about that in one of the shows. Is how, you know, especially guys, how to help your, like, this is one of those things my dad, who graduated to heaven in March of 2016, he used to tell me as a kid, like a teenager, he'd be like, hey, want to know how you can turn on any woman? <laughs> I'd be like, dad, it doesn't feel like that's safe information, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> and we're going to get into that. And just one of these shows. Well, and I, and I will say this: I think when you think about intimacy, that emotional intimacy, and 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 that is important, and that's actually the last one, which it's is emotional. It's the foreplay, and how do you do that? Well, it's emotional intimacy as foreplay, yeah. which is something you and I talk about. The better your relate, it's like sexual intimacy is a thermometer mm-hmm. to your emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. So if sex is lacking. And negative, it probably means it's because there's unresolved conflict emotionally. Or you've gotten older. Yeah. Or well, you, <laughs> <laughs> or you're an overweight middle-aged man in his forties. Uh, <laughs> but I think it, there's something that I wanted to bring up here because I think that men in general, wouldn't you say that this is this is what I've come across? Men in general want women to enjoy sex. Uh, no, hundred percent. Okay, it's, it, that is huge. Uh, it, it, for men, ladies, hear this. Men don't just want sex. They don't. Actually, and we're going to get into this too. Okay. So we won't go down this All road. All right, okay. But yeah, there's something huge the ladies need to learn about men because I'm done. I'm tired <laughs> of men getting a bad rap over this thing. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next week's topic. Oh, my I'm, I'm going to make oh, you say no, it. no, no. What is it? Yep. No, I can't do it. Hey. I can't do it. Do it. We just won't eat. We just won't end. We won't we'll just, eat. <laughs> we, we just won't eat. <laughs> you won't eat. <laughs> we'll sit here all day. I can't do it. Well, I just no. appreciate the greatest pun of the show yet because here's the topic. <laughs> Oral sex, toys, and fun. That is what's coming up on next week's show. So thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget, go to smalleyinstitute.com where we have some incredible free online courses on the Smalley Animal Personality System, the number one reason relationships fails. And we have a six-week course on communication. I got to stop giving that one away for free. <laughs> Seriously, it's really valuable. 
And I've realized lately, why am I giving that for free? Because it's our entire Love Talk communication system. Good stuff. I know. That might not even be free for much longer people. So go to smalleyinstitute.com. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Point out the colors of you I see them too And boy, I like them I like them I like them We way too fly to partake In all this hate We out here vibing We vibing We vibing Alexa, play Ariana Grande Okay With Amazon Music A voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today